0: The story of the day is always uh, Joe Biden as he continues his Irish tour, uh, a visit to orison and Oukthoron, a meeting in Farmley with, uh, on Taoiseach and, of course, an address to the Houses of the Orochthus. I'm joined uh, by uh, a number of people, one on the line, that is Andrea McEvitt, fifth uh, uh, cousin of Joe Biden, Louth County Councillor, uh, the Finnegal TD for Dublin Rathdown, Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Neil Richmond, and Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad. Good morning and welcome, one and all. Uh, maybe we'll start with uh, uh, Andrea first of all to, to uh, tell us about uh, your experience, Andrea, of your meeting with your cousin.
1: Yeah, look, we had a we had an absolutely we had an absolutely great day yesterday um, when we met with President Biden in the Windsor Bar and Restaurant. It was really it was a really special day for my family, a real momentous and historic day for our county and indeed our country.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, it seemed very casual and, you know, very relaxed.
1: It was a very relaxed. So we're sitting there waiting on the president and I suppose everyone was, oh, you're on TV, you're on TV, turn around and give us a wave. And then, you know, maybe 20, 20 minutes later, the president came in with his entourage and he was just standing there, like giving, you know, making a few remarks. It was very casual and relaxed. And I suppose that's exactly what the president wanted it to be. It was a homecoming, like a family reunion and and that was the atmosphere that was created in the Windsor Bar yeah. yesterday now, now, Was um, there
0: any script at all Andrea did he have notes or did he just speak off the top of his head
1: He might have had a few notes in front of him, Pat, but I think it was more, he was speaking from the heart completely and um, he didn't need the notes. It was like his speech in Ulster University yesterday. It came from the heart and he, you know, he's a president who knows what he's talking about, especially on Irish issues and family issues. And he was well equipped yesterday, I felt, um, in all the speaking that he did.
0: Yeah. How many of the the extended family were there, would you say, Andrea?
1: There were probably about 30 people um, in the room where he came in and made the remarks. Now, that included some members of the McGill family who own and run the Windsor Barn restaurant in Dundalk. Um, and it was great to have them there. And we also had, we were accompanied by the Tonish and the US ambassador to Ireland, Claire Cronin, and the Irish ambassador to the US, uh, Geraldine Burnnison.
0: Okay. Now, uh, did anyone react to his Black and Tans remark?
1: Um. No, I think it it was just a blunder. Everybody knew what he was talking about and uh, what he was referring to.
0: Yeah, which is the match against the All Blacks in Chicago. Exactly. The All
1: Blacks as opposed to the Black and Tans, of course.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes the tussles have been as tough, perhaps.
1: If I was speaking (laughs) off the cuff as much as he was yesterday, I'm sure I'd make more than one Mm. mistake.
0: Yeah. You have uh, photographs to remember this uh, auspicious occasion, I presume.
1: Oh, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of photographs. And um, the president was very patient and uh, generous with his time, actually. And, you know, he spoke with everybody. He took photos, we did selfies. He, my it was my birth, my auntie's birthday yesterday. And he, once he heard that, he, he said, well, we've got a tradition in the Biden family when it's somebody's birthday, we sing. So every all the Secret Service agents and he had the whole room singing "Happy Birthday" <laughs> to my auntie and like you know we also made we also made a joke I su- I made a joke with the president and I said you know it's a big year next year pre- Mr President I'm have my local elections in May and then you have your big presidential race in November so you know it's McKevitt for like any council and Joe Biden for the White House
0: what a double that would be <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that, and, and he do- endo- and he endorsed it.
0: <laughs> now, t- t- tell me, uh, had you met him before? I mean, were you at, o- in, the White House? in the White
1: House? I was over in the White House in St. Patrick's Day this year, so it was a really special occasion as well. And then to have him here, I suppose not even like four weeks later, it's, it's huge. It's kind of in US-Irish relations this past, this past three months, but it's great. And, it, you know, it's wonderful for our family and for our county and the peninsula here in Cooley.
0: Yeah. I, I remember when uh, Ronald Reagan came to Ireland and he went to Ballyporeen. And there was a lot of hoopla about it saying, oh, he's not really, you know, as Irish as he claims. And, you know, those cousins, they're mythical cousins and it's all makey-uppy to win elections and so on. And then I went to Ballyporeen, and I was in a a, a tent, a security tent before the commentary I was about to do. And um, this man came in and he was uh, Ronald Reagan's cousin. They said he was the double of Ronald Reagan he absolutely was the image of him now he was a farmer i think and you know his complexion was a little more ruddy than uh, ronald reagan's was but he was a life double for ronald reagan and at that moment i had no doubts about his heritage so tell me do any of yous look like joe biden
1: well you know there's there's kind of not a running joke i suppose but if there is a running joke in our family on my mum's side that, you know, some people have inherited the Finnegan nose. And when President Biden came on his vice presidential visit with his brother Jim, he looked at my uncle and he said, oh, you've got the Biden nose. And he says, no, you've got the Finnegan nose.
0: So Joe Biden has the Finnegan nose. <laughs> no,
1: Jim, Jim Biden. Jim Biden Oh, Jim Biden, the, the brother. Nose. Yeah, his yeah. brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, the uh, DNA is intact. There's no doubt. It's in passed touch, through yeah. the generations.
1: There's no, yeah, there's no doubt. The, the, the connections that um, President Biden has with this country, they're so genuine. You know, the Finnegans and the Carnies here and loud and then, you know, the blue, over the it's west, over in Mayo. Have the blue, it's in right. Mayo. So like, you know,
0: right. <laughs> a well, strong look, connections. Uh, talk about memories. Great, great memories uh, that you have, Andrea. And thank you very much for sharing them with our listeners.
2: Thanks, Pat, for having
0: me on. All the best. Bye-bye. Now, Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad. Um, have you had Biden experiences this trip?
2: Yes, um, I was very fortunate to be uh, up in Ulster University yesterday. And um, as Andrea said, like the connection um, you know, when you have the privilege of having a conversation with him, he wants to know who you are, what your connection to Ireland is. Um, So both TJ Malloy and I uh, from Democrats Abroad were able to have a good conversation with him yesterday. He was thankful for our work with Democrats Abroad registering voters, but he wanted to know where we were from. Um, I shared with him that my mother was born and raised in Hazleton, which is a small town outside of Scranton that only people from, that area would really know. And he was absolutely delighted to, to share that connection and wanted to know where we lived, what brought us to Ireland. And um, it was very personal and very genuine. Um, mm. You know, as his remarks were yesterday. Yeah. I, I anyway,
0: t- it's a very Irish thing to find out who you are, where you come from, who do you know, who what friends you have in common. It's how we all start our conversations. You know, you, you mention your name and they've said, would you be one of the Kennys now of Blessington? Or would you we you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so he got that from his Irish mother, I'd say.
2: I, yeah. And, it, it, you know, like I'm, being married to a man from Cork, I'm, I'm used to the you know, to the questions. Um, so <laughs> he was delighted I was married to an Irishman as well. So that was great.
0: Yeah. It, because if you go to New York and you meet New Yorkers uh, and you ask such a question, uh, why do you want to know? yeah you know, there would be that,
2: yeah. it's it's less personal or it's more a locality. like where do you live um yeah. less than than who you know and and what brought you here?
0: How important is this visit in terms of American politics? I mean, It'll play well to a certain constituency, but generally speaking, those kind of visits uh, when he goes to any country in the world, um, how does it play at home?
2: Do you know, I I was really surprised yesterday. I was getting a lot of texts. The coverage over there has been, you know, pretty, pretty broad. Um, You know, there were. You know, I think there are personalities that play well uh, on U.S. media. Donnie, Donnie on CNN is, yeah, Doni is somewhat, himself, yeah, he's very he's good, very good. Um, and he was standing there in the rain with us in Dundalk yesterday, uh, you know, freezing himself. Uh, but the coverage has been very good. You know, I think Joe Biden is always looking for common ground. And I think, you know, in his comments yesterday about the anniversary of the Good Friday agreement, he he keeps enunciating, um, you know, where we can find common ground to work. Work together, and he he spoke a little bit about how Republicans and Democrats are very united uh,
0: on this issue. On this issue, if if this issue alone, Uh, because I remember in his uh, inaugural speech where he hoped to work across the aisle. Yeah. It hasn't worked.
2: Well, it hasn't worked, but he's kept legislation and topics, uh, you know, at the forefront. Y- you know, he's he's an expert politician, so you know, whether it's an executive order on guns, for example, he keeps throwing the ball back to Congress. And you know, I, I do believe genuinely, he he's trying to find ways to legislate on issues where they can find common ground in a very difficult, polarized, you know, political battlefield right now.
0: Now, one of the things that people are saying is that with this American president, whether he uh, leaves office next year or whether he leaves office in five years time, um, that he might be the last hurrah for the Irish-American political lobby. Um, you know, if you have a Ron DeSantis in, you'd imagine that uh, you know Hispanic lobbies might be more powerful, for example, in the White House. What say you?
2: Yeah, you know, I I think there's there's not there's not kind of a a person to hand the baton to uh, in terms of you know lineage or someone that has that strong Irish connection. But um, I think he set an incredible standard uh, for the next person to come along. Uh, you know, but you know, I the increased Uh, Diverse demographics of the United States are gonna are gonna continue to you know Yeah, and you know, but but I do think there's Part of the American story is always knowing where you came from and I think he articulates that well and again That's a that's a shared value everyone from America, you know uh, With small exception came from somewhere else and I think his ability to connect with people on that no matter where they came from We all have that as part of our story
0: now um, listening to all of that sitting beside me is Neil Richmond and uh, Neil um, today's set piece and there are a number of them tree planting in the Auras obviously uh, photo ops uh, hopefully the weather is as nice now as it was when I was coming in um, and then there'll be the family meeting which where a little bit of politics will be done I'm sure and also maybe a little talk of uh, of trade and world affairs all of that and then the address to the houses of the Oireachtas Um the importance of someone like Joe Biden coming to Ireland?
3: I think it shouldn't be understated. This week isn't normal there hasn't been that many US presidential visits to Ireland. This is only the fourth time a US president will address the Oireachtas and I was only speaking to a family member over the weekend who remembers you were speaking of Ronald Reagan's visit but he was talking about JFK's visit and the importance of that visit and the importance of the address to the Oireachtas that was broadcast to the nation. That's the sort of realm we're in today. It's a big discussion. It's of huge importance to us as a country to cement that relationship with the United States but also with this particular president who is a particularly Irish president, genuinely Irish, and has shown an interest throughout his career going back to the Senate in peace on this island because we do fundamentally first and foremost want to celebrate 25 years of the Good Friday Agreement with this visit. In terms of foreign policy, I mean, America keeps
0: pointing to the participation in the uh, signing ultimately of the Good Friday Agreement as a great uh, foreign policy success. And in truth, there have not been that many foreign policy successes for the United States.
3: Well, I think if you, if you look at what the, the role the United States has played in the world over the last century, since the Second World War, it has had success. Of course, there's been absolute difficulties, but you look at, there's more democracies now today than there was 20 years ago. There was more democracies in the world 40 years ago. Trade is flourishing between countries. The level of global wealth has increased across the board, and particularly our relationship, the role of Ireland in the world, when when Joe Biden was probably first elected to, um, to the Senate back in the 70s, we were a very poor country, a very backward country. We've come along leaps and bounds to where we are today and it's something we should be very proud of, the fact that we talk economically about the over 200,000 Irish people employed by US companies, but also the over 100,000 American people employed by Irish companies, the strengthening that relationship. And we look at the overall US pol- foreign policy role within the world and it has been a positive one. And I point directly to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia a brutal war. The support shown by this president and this U.S. government has been unfaltering, and it has to be commended. Yeah, I mean the failures
0: I was referring to were obviously Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. Most, uh, uh, most recently, um, there will be uh, protests today. Will there? Not in the chamber, one imagines, because uh, people before profit who uh, say they wanted a chance to. I think uh, Richard Boyd Barrett might have used the term grill the President. I don't think in those set pieces grilling ever actually happens or has it
3: ever happened? No, and Richard was mixing up. We've had recent addresses to the Oireachtas by leaders from the European Union Roberta Metzola the other month Ursula von der Leyen, um, Jean-Claude Juncker previously, but you have to remember as Presidents of the Commission or the Parliament, they have a mandate to Ireland. They have uh, a responsibility to be questioned by democratically elected representatives. When you invite another foreign head of state, be it the US President or Paul Keating, the Prime Minister of Australia, Chancellor Helmut Kohl or Nelson Mandela before he became pre- uh, President of South Africa you invite them to address or the Oireachtas to make their point just like Gareth Fitzgerald got to address Congress or Bertie Hearn got to address uh, the Houses of Parliament it isn't an opportunity to grill the so, protests So you think there's a misunderstanding uh, a procedural
0: misunderstanding on the part of people before profit Oh, uh, quite a clear,
3: Quite a clear misunderstanding. Um, there's so a difference. Paul Murphy
0: and Richard boyd Barrett have
3: it wrong? Yeah, and I, I made that point quite clearly to Richard and I very, I, I fully respect and support his right to oppose the visit, to protest, absolutely, but let's look at protocol, let's look at procedure and let's be accurate when JFK or Ronald Reagan or Bill Clinton addressed the Oireachtas, there was no back and forth parliamentary scrutiny in the same way if our Taoiseach goes over to Congress we wouldn't expect the same. But there will be a protest, no doubt. I think there was a protest at. at the the spire last night a a couple of dozen people and they're entitled to protest because this is a democracy and it's a free space but we look at in counter to that the thousands of people that stood in the lashings of rain and the freezing cold in Louth yesterday and Lord knows the welcome he's going to get in Mayo tomorrow Now
0: I believe that uh, media and indeed politicians have been advised to do an antigen test
3: yeah, I have mine in the car. I'll do it afterwards. It's been- <laughs> I'm just wondering why, because I
0: think it was only yesterday and maybe Patricia from, uh, Shields from Democrats Abroad can confirm that the pandemic was officially over yesterday or the day before, signed off by Joe Biden.
2: Yeah, um, and I didn't take a test and I was in very close proximity <laughs> to him. But, you know, I certainly understand, you know, there's, you know, they're, they need to protect him. So that's probably a means of protection.
0: Might be more... Um, prone to the common cold as picked up on the ramparts uh, yesterday than uh, the presence of, of COVID. Anyway, you're looking forward to the address. Do you think it will uh, be uh, a ceremonial address or do you think there will be significant political messages?
3: Well, I look at the address yesterday at the University of Ulster, hit the tone absolutely correctly uh, for the times in Northern Ireland. I expect something similar in the Oireachtas today and I won't lie, I'm as giddy as a school we we're about about all right. And there's one thing I think we can say with absolute
0: certainty he won't mention the blackened towns. I don't. <laughs> All right. On that note, Neil Richmond, who's Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Patricia Shields from Democrats Abroad, and before that, Andrea McKevitt, uh, the Louth County Councillor and fifth cousin of uh, Joe Biden.
2: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.